Well, today, uh, the title of this message is Listening to Your Heart. Listening to Your Heart. So, um, we uh, love to listen to people when we get a chance, but a lot of times we get very distracted. And truly listening to what people have to say is insanely important. Uh, my wife and I, we go out on date night every Thursday night and try to really tune in to each other. And we're both on call 24-7. Just so you guys know, it doesn't mean I'm always going to answer, but I am on call. And uh, she's on call 24-7 also. And so we uh, are at a date and all of a sudden like our phones are going off. It seems like any time we actually try to set aside time to listen to each other, there's all these things that happen. Has anyone else experienced that? And so it's so much better to go ahead and just leave your phone at home or leave your phone in the car if you're going to go on a date night. And so many times when we're out and about, we see other couples sitting at a booth and just both of them are just looking at their phone the entire time. Like, what was the point in that? And so um, today I want to just talk about some really practical ways that we can just be better at listening to each other. Because listening to people is, is really important. And we all love that when, when we feel listened to. We, uh, my wife and I actually got an opportunity to go to Gatlinburg, Tennessee, which if you haven't been, I invite you to go sometime. It's so beautiful. But when you get up in the mountains, you lose cell phone coverage. And it's like the best experience ever <laughs> that you can't you know, get any phone calls or anything like that. And so like we were hiking and we're driving through the mountains and we just... It was just this peaceful moment of we really got to listen to one another. And we, we found out, like, we both have a lot going on in life. Isn't that crazy? You know, there's, there's a lot of things that are coming to head, and we, uh, we're walking through a lot. So we got to actually listen. The, um, we love it when people know us than when people really know us, like not know us for our accomplishments, not know us for the things that we can bring to the table, not know us for, you know, how we can help them, but just when people really, truly know us. It's a good feeling, isn't it? When somebody really does know you, knows what's going on in life. And so today, um, we're going to be looking at Philippians and looking at how Paul actually shares a lot, and he also trusts that people are listening at the same time. And so I'm going to go ahead and pray. I'm going to pray for us that we can uh, just uh, truly listen this morning, that we can just remove distractions in our life, that whatever we walked in the door with, that God will give us that sound mind, just as that song said. Wasn't that, isn't that so good? And so I'm just going to go ahead and pray for us, and then we're going to jump right into God's Word. God, we just invite you we tune our ears into you. Come, Holy Spirit, come in this place. Have your way, Lord. Have your way in everything that is said, that, um, that is done today. Lord, we truly tune into you. Would you just remove any distractions that we have today? Any thoughts that um, are just consuming our space Right now, Lord, I just, just pray you would just make room for you in our minds, in our hearts. Right now, in Jesus' name. Lord, I also just pray 
that uh, the words that come out of my mouth would be your words. Lord, would you speak directly to your church? Have your way, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're going to be looking at Philippians 1.12, which is just a beautiful example of somebody who is trusting that people are listening to him and also trusting that he can actually share things with them. And so a lot of times when we read the Bible, we read it for, you know, you get into the Greek, you get into the Hebrew. Sometimes you read it from the context of who was this written to. And, and um, sometimes you get into a different, uh, the, the point of view that the, the passage is trying to make or you're trying to make this topic. And so you, you have these passages that support this topic. Well, today what I'd love for us to do is to actually put ourselves in Paul's shoes for a moment. Put ourselves in Paul's shoes and try on his shoes this morning and see how he's able to share things. See how hard that is to do. I mean, you're going you're gonna to hear things in this passage where you just see, wow, he's just really sharing his heart. That's tough to do. And so uh, we're going to be looking at uh, Philippians 1.12 to start with. This is Paul writing. Paul writing from jail. He says, now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. As a result, it is becoming clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. And because of my chains, most of my brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and, and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. So just because I'm in chains, other people are being encouraged. So this is Paul. He's writing from prison, and he's saying that everyone in the palace actually knows that I'm in prison only for simply sharing that Jesus Christ is king. So Paul's thrown into prison. He's thrown in the Roman prison. He's in chains for just sharing that Jesus is king. And so the palace guards are actually like hearing the good news of Jesus. Wow, Paul really risked it all. This Jesus must be real because this guy is in chains for just simply saying that Jesus is king. And it's not even affecting him. Not only that, but the other Christians in the town are going, wow, if Paul can put it all on the line, I'll put it all on the line. I'll start proclaiming the, the good news of Jesus Christ. And so it's just this beautiful uh, picture of Paul just being who God has called him to be. And the people are actually like being encouraged just by Paul living out the struggles that he's living out. On a side note, I just really felt this morning that there, there's a, this point in this passage today for some of, some of us in this room. That whatever you're living out right now, you're suffering the thing that you're walking through, that you maybe walked in the doors with this morning, that God is actually turning all things together for good, but it's also encouraging the people around you as you walk through this really hard season, whatever it may be, that the Lord is actually, there's people that are in your life that are seeing the goodness of God just because you're walking through it. And that you are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ just by keeping your eyes focused on Jesus throughout this entire season. Amen. Okay. So Paul's writing to the, to the church of Philippi and saying, I'm finding the good in this situation. Which is really good, isn't it? It's hard to do all the time. 
He's pointing it out. Hey, there's, there's good stuff happening, even though I'm in chains, even though I miss you guys so much, even though we have this, this connection with each other. I'm in chains, and I miss you guys, and, but God's working it all out for good. This means that people were listening to Paul. This means that this letter was actually going to the church, and there was people there that truly cared about Paul's life. It wasn't like he was writing a message in a bottle and throwing it down the Mississippi and hoping somebody found it. The, the church of Philippi was actually receiving this message, and he knew that he could, he could actually tell them what's going on, and he could point out the good things that are happening, but he could also point out the hard things, that there was people listening to him. God wants to use us to be great listeners. He wants to use us to actually have open ears, not to have, have this, um, this mindset of like, I, my way is right, and like, if you're, not, if you're not with me, then I have no room for you to even listen. God wants to use his church to be great listeners, people, people in the church that just have ears that can truly hear what's going on in life. He wants to use us to do that. And so I just want to give a couple of examples that we can be great listeners, some really practical tools. The first one is, is somebody sharing their story, if they're sharing something with you, um, one idea is like, turn off Candy Crush and listen to them. You know, put your phone in your pocket, put it down and, and listen. It, at work, one thing that I've noticed at work, it seems that really helps is take your laptop and, and just shut the screen. So what's going on? You know, ask questions just really practical way of just being a good listener. And then you feel like somebody's actually listening to you. Another way is, is eye contact. You know, to truly make eye contact with people. I hear you. I hear you. Man. The other part is acknowledge that it's really rough. That sounds rough. Man, it sounds like you got a lot going on. You know, how good does that feel when you can validate somebody's walking through something really hard? You can be validating that. That's, yeah, that's really rough. That's hard. That's tough. This is a tough season. I see that. And then remove competitiveness. <laughs> oh, you're walking through that? Well, you know, me, I uh, just jump right into ourself. This is what I'm walking through. I stubbed my toe the other day. This is really rough for you? Yeah. Just, it's not a competition, is it? <laughs> and so just being able to listen to people and truly share in their moment of suffering or whatever they're walking through. Paul is walking through hell on earth. But he trusts that people were actually listening to him. It's just a good feeling. I'm really walking through something. And those people were actually able to listen. I think a couple of reasons that, and I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, and you guys can agree with me or disagree with me, but I think we're terrible at this. I, I don't think we're very good at it. I think over the last two or three years, we've had such a focus on ourselves that we, we <laughs> it's so hard to listen to someone else. 
Like our whole intention for the last two or three years, we've been told to just only care about us. Make sure we're safe. Make sure we, 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 us, us. And so like people are really walking through things around us and it's really hard to listen to them if our entire focus is ourself, isn't it? Can I get an amen? amen? For some of you. It's good. And I say we, meaning I'm not good at this. I am not good at listening to people. Some of you know me are like nodding your head really hard right now. That hurts. <laughs> That's funny. We're just not very good at it. And I think here's the thing, is I think the biggest fear that we have in really listening to someone and putting ourselves in their shoes and being in the moment with them is, who's going to be there for me? Who's going to be in, in my world if I put myself in their shoes? It's hard. And we get burnt because we walk through really hard times and nobody's there. And so we're like, I don't care what, else, what everyone else is walking through because I'm walking through a bunch myself. So it's a beautiful invite today of, yeah, just if we, if we would truly listen to people, there's going to be people that will listen to us when we're walking through things. If you've been burnt in the past, you know, forgive, forgive. It's hard, but forgive this morning. You know, take this opportunity to be like, I just choose to forgive people that weren't there for me in my time of need. It's just a really easy way to get out of the life that Jesus Christ has for us, of being really good listeners and really being in the moment with people. So Paul's able to share with the church because he trusts that there are people listening. But then also, he's able to share real life with the church. Listen to what he says in, in verse 19. He says, For I know that through your prayers and God's provision of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, what has happened to me will turn out for, for my deliverance. I eagerly expect and hope that in, I eagerly, eagerly and expect and hope that I, I can't read this, sorry. You can't listen if you can't see it or hear it. <laughs> I eagerly and expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I, go up to, if I am to go on living in this body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet what shall I choose? I do not know. I am torn between the two. I desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is better by far. But it is more necessary for you that I remain in the body. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and I will continue with you, with all of you, for your progress and joy in faith. So that through my being with you again, your boasting in Christ Jesus will abound on account of me. Talk about sharing some life with people. 
man, this is so hard for me right now that it would be so much better for me to just be with Jesus Christ and to just leave. But I know it's going to be better for you if I stick around. But you know what? I'm torn between the two. I can't wait to be in heaven. I can't wait to be with Jesus. And Paul's like sharing deep thoughts of his heart with the church. He's sharing it with people, some, some real things that are going on. He's not coding it with, you know, this beautiful, like, idea that all things are working out. He's actually just sharing, this has been a really tough time for me. He's sharing his heart. It's a heartfelt message to the church. Which brings me to my next point is we can really share our heart with people. What's truly going on? I, I grew up in the church and, and one thing that I've realized is like in church you're supposed to smile and act like everything's okay and then leave and go back to normal day life. Amen. Amen. This is what we do. But we can be there for one another in community, and, and truly share what's going on in life. This is what Paul did. As we listen to stories, as, we, as we're there for people, and then somebody asks us how we're doing, it's not a time to deflect if you're really going through something. If you're not going through something, don't make something up. That doesn't make any sense. But if, if you're really going through something, you know, don't deflect the question. Oh, I'm good. Everything's great. Cool. Next. So what about you again? You tell me about you. We're really good at deflecting, aren't we? We're like pros at it. I'm a pro. I am a professional deflector. Okay? And so it's summertime, and I went and put on some summer shorts and uh, they're a little snug. I mean, they were a little snug. I haven't got my beach body yet. And so shorts are a little snug around the legs and, you know, yeah, pretty snug. And so I come out, I'm getting ready to go, and I walk out of the bedroom, have my shorts on, and somebody in my house says, uh... <laughs> They said, a uh, little big, don't you think? Which is our way in our household to saying, that's tight. <laughs> you might want to go change it. And so I grabbed my T-shirt, and I'm like pulling my T-shirt out. Like, I thought they're talking about my T-shirt. No, they're talking about my shorts. Little big, don't you think? Uh, pretty snug. And so what I did is I said, that, okay, so they're a little tight, but they're not as tight as someone else in our extended family wears really tight shorts. <laughs> so I'm like, they're not as tight as so-and-so shorts, though, right? I mean, definitely not as tight as them. So, like, when you think of my shorts, think of his shorts, because he wears really tight shorts. Professional deflector. So when you think of me, think of him. <laughs> so that I'm not on the table. You're not thinking about my shorts. You're thinking about his shorts. We're really good at it. We've become pros because, you know, it's hard to open up to people and really share what's going on. You, number one, you don't know if they can handle what's really going on. Does anybody else struggle with that? You, know, you don't know if people can truly handle. Is this going to rock their faith? Is this going to completely change their mindset? 
We don't have to deflect all the time and act like everything is great. Now, if everything is great, then definitely live in that. But when you're walking through something, then like invite somebody else in. You know, invite them in. Man, I'm, I'm struggling in this right now. Just really trust in that process. People can't be there for us if we don't invite them in. If we don't invite them in, people can't be there for us. I think there's an appropriate time for that because it's like <laughs> um, in the middle of a work day and you're really busy. Hey, by the way, you know, there's a lot going on. <laughs> no, like this isn't the time. So <laughs> there's an appropriate time. And, and I just want to, this, this is a plug for community groups, guys. Is we have community groups that meet throughout the week. We have a Monday night group and we have a Wednesday night group and they both meet here. There's a time to pray for one another. There's a time to like share what's going on in life and really be there for one another. That's a great appropriate time to do it. Another time is just getting coffee with a friend, a trusted person in your life to just really truly share. To be open about what's going on in life. People can't be there for us if we don't tell them what's going on. And so you see that with Paul. He's like brutally honest about life. Man, I got so much going on. This is such a struggle. But I'm going to go ahead and share it with you. And I'm just going to trust that God is in the middle of this and this isn't going to wreck your faith. Paul had the church in Philippi that he was able to know that they were listening. And he also knew that he could share. He trusted that. We can become great listeners and people that truly share life with one another. You can do it. If you've had bad experiences with that, which I think all of us in this room have had a bad experience with either being a great listener and it felt like nobody was there for us, or maybe you've had a bad experience of you shared things and people held it against you. That's the worst, isn't it? I just invite you to just forgive today. Whatever that was, whatever the bad experience was, just, just give it to the Lord. Say, Jesus, you know, I just, I just choose to just trust you in this again. I want to be a great listener and I want to be able to share life with people. This was the original design for the community of the church. That we could be there for one another, that, that we could share in life with one another. And truly be people's hands and feet. We could be Jesus to one another. It doesn't mean that we're always going to be enough. We have Jesus. He's always listening. He's always there for us. But it does mean that we can be a part of that. And so we have this outrageous goal that you see Casey, Casey's video. Didn't Casey do a good job in the video? Go ahead and give it up for him. I don't know if we've ever did a great job. 
But you watch it every single Sunday. It's like pray for these three people in your life. And then, you know, everyone would experience the hope of Jesus Christ. And who are those three people in your life that, that you're praying for that definitely need Jesus Christ? And I have, I have a word for you. And I really feel like this is, this is truly important is those people that you've been praying for, even thinking about, if, if you've just even been thinking about three people in your life that could really use hope right now, the best way for them to know that you truly love them is to just listen. To just listen, what's going on? How are things going? And then actually being attentive and really listening. It's the best way for people to know the hope of Jesus Christ. It's the best way for people to know that there is hope out there is we can truly listen. We can be as church and we can listen to people. The 22% will turn in, if we're going to grow 22% in both services, let's say double that if the church would just really ask people how are they doing and just truly listen. People want to know that they're, they're cared for and that you really care, don't they? Because I love it when people ask me that. Now, I may deflect about the shorts, but I love it when people ask. So that's part of the goal is be great listeners and, and being able to share in life with people, with people. Amen? Hmm. I just want to take a moment right now and uh, I just want to invite Jesus to, to listen to our hearts. You know, I'm talking about us as the church collectively listening, but our example of somebody who is the best listener to ever walk the planet is Jesus Christ. And he's alive and living, and he's in this room this morning. He showed up the church. Imagine that. Jesus came to church, and he's here. And so if there's anything on your heart, I just want just to give you some time to just really, really tell the Lord. Take your prayers to him this morning. Whatever, if anything's weighing you down financially, kids, a move, a job, anything, just take them to him this morning. Jesus, we thank you that you are a great listener. You're here. And so, Lord, we, uh, we just invite you into this moment would you just would you just listen to to our hearts, listen to the things that are going on in our life, the different ways of our life that um, are maybe moving in a direction that is unexpected or whatever's going on. You know us, Lord. It's not too much for you to know everybody in this room, but you know each one of us specifically. You know our hearts. I think it might be a little bit of a challenge for some of us in this room um, to just really share with, with Jesus that he's this, um, 
the idea of a God upstairs that's just very distant. And so, um, Lord, I just, I just want to invite you to invade our comfort right now, to invade our heart space, anything that we've uh, built up walls. Okay, I'm just kind of walking through this alone. Um, you're not really a part of this, God, that we would just tear down those walls this morning and just invite you in. fearful situation right now in this room. Your peace, God. I speak joy in any depression in this room. Your joy, Lord. Lord, I thank you that you see us in, in, in our situations that whatever we are walking in, that you always see us. And so, Lord, I, I just speak um, acceptance and love in any abandonment that is in this room. Would you embrace hearts this morning like we've never experienced in the past before, Lord? Would you let us know that you are in the midst of anything and everything that we have ever walked through from the beginning of our life, even in our mother's womb, the things that you knit together in us in our mother's womb, Lord, that you are a part of that, that you are going to be a part of it in tomorrow, that you're going to be a part of it for eternity, that you have just accepted us and love us just as we are. And we can always come and we can always run to you, Jesus, because you always have your arms open. So whether we're a prodigal son or whether we're a prodigal daughter in this room, Lord, that we can just run to you and we know that you will accept us and you hear us. You hear our cries, Lord. And so, Lord, that's what we choose to do this morning. We choose to just run to you, Jesus. It's a choice. We, we choose to, to take a step and take a step forward in whatever you're calling us into. And we know that you're a part of it and you listen to us. You know what we're walking through, Lord. You've seen us in our, in our state of whatever we're walking through in this morning, Lord. You, you've been a part of that. So Jesus, just embrace us. Embrace us, Lord. Embrace your kids. Father, the Father's love, just pour out a magnificent outpouring of the Father's love in this place right now in Jesus' name. That you're a good, good Father. You're a great Father that we can just trust. And we, we can just know that, that we are secure in your arms. That there's nothing that has separated us from your love. And you're a great father and you are for us. You are not against us. Yeah. Your love, Lord. Your love for your church, Lord, for your people. Would you guys just stand up? Would you just stand up this morning? I would just love for us to just close with this song. As we just uh, just talking about having a, a mind that, that is actually um, free and full of the Spirit of God. As, as we're able to accept that Jesus sees us, each one of us in this room. As we sing this song, 
that God is actually going to reveal things in our mind that has actually been uh, has has been turmoil, and He's actually going to bring freedom as we sing these words. Because when we say these words, they're prophetic. We're saying that we have a sound mind. We're saying, "Kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven." In heaven, there is no anxiety. There is no stress in heaven. And so what we're doing is we're proclaiming that today, heaven today. So let's just go ahead and sing this song.